I give honor to your pastor, praise the Lord. We thank the Lord for the man of God. Are you glad about your pastor? <laughs> Hallelujah. And, of course, the pastor's wife and his family, and we just love them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, the book of 2 Corinthians, if you have time uh, just, to, uh, uh, just for a moment for us to go into the word of the Lord, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and uh, verse number 7. 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 7, and then we'll go to Romans chapter number 8. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4, verse number 7. We, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? What are we going to say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And then he goes down and says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, the sword, Verse 37 says, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. And the church said, amen. amen. Now, he goes on and he says, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, not height, not depth, nor any other creature shall separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This morning, I want to talk to you from this subject, simply the difference the difference hallelujah look at your neighbor and tell them there is a difference hallelujah 
and we're going to uh, explore that with the Spirit of God here tonight or this morning in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for what you're going to do here today. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. Now, Lord, I ask you to release revelation and understanding upon this people in the name of Jesus. And if you believe the Lord's going to help us, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord all the praise that you can. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord if you're going to help me preach. And if you're not, well, then just go ahead and stay standing so we know where you are. Praise the Lord. I have a good friend. His name is Mark Schutz, and a powerful man of God. And uh, he was in a motorcycle accident and broke his leg in 25 places. And um, he was sitting there after being in uh, uh, a somewhat crippled condition for many years um, with that leg. Uh, they had to remove three inches of bone from that leg. And he... Uh, was sitting in his parents' living room when the Spirit of God spoke to him and said to him, you're coming out of this wheelchair. Now, he had been in that deal or in that, or he had been in and out and had been in that condition for quite a, quite a few, quite a while. And the Lord said to him, you're going to come out of this. And, uh, and uh, are you catching what I'm saying? Yet the Lord said, you're going to come out of this. And he said, well, Lord, how in the world am I going to do that? And the Lord said to him, you've got to practice the miracle. And he said, well, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know how to do that other than, he said, well, I just thought, well, uh, first the thing he did was he said, Lord, are you talking to me? Because, you know, sometimes you can be so locked into something that when God starts talking to you about deliverance, you will reject it because you're used to being in the way that you've been. Well, hallelujah, that's a couple of you. Now, some of you are going to have to stand up because you said you was going to help me preach. Now, those that sat down said they was going to help me preach. I'm going to try this one more time. Sometimes you can be so locked in to, a, to this deal where, you know, you've been in this condition for so long that when God begins to present to you the idea of victory, you will reject the idea of victory because, well, you have been locked in to where you are for so long. My brothers and my sisters, please hear me. There are people that do not, they're not rebelling against God. They're not even rebelling against ministry. They're rebelling against the idea of victory. Uh, 
Y'all better hear what I'm trying to tell you. God is looking. And so God told this friend of mine, he said to him, you're coming out of this chair. And he said, are you talking to me? And God said, yeah, I'm talking to you. Who else would I be talking to you? Who else would I be talking to? Ladies and gentlemen, God has brought many of us to this service and has been telling us for years and years and years that I'm going to bring you out. I'm going to give you victory. But I, I've got victory for you right now. But we reject it because we're used to being in the place that we've always been. But I come to tell you here today that devil is a liar. I've made up my mind that I am going to... I'll go say it again. I'm going to have victory. I'm not going to have it. I am going to access it today. Not... Somebody give God some praise in this house. I said, I'm going to access victory right now because I want to tell you victory is a choice. You got a choice to make in this house, and you got to make a choice. If you want victory, it's here for you today. And I'm not about to let nobody talk me out of it. And I'm not about to let nobody say you can't have it. And I'm not about to let the devil lie to me another day, another week, another month, or another year. Woo! Somebody else ought to get on your feet and give God some praise in here. Victory is a choice. Victory is a choice. Victory is a choice. You can choose to lay there or you can get up right now. I said you can choose to lay there or you can get up right now. You can get up right now. I'm going to tell you all something. We have, we have a problem in our society. Can I, can I go on ahead? We have a problem in our society. Now, I imagine my brothers and sisters, my sister, I imagine that if I wanted to or I had the time to, I could take this mic and pass it all down, up and down these rows, and we could all talk about how we have, have been a victim of something in our lives. Oh, y'all better hear me now. I could pass this microphone around and I could, we could all talk about how we are, we've all had uh, problems where we've been mistreated or uh, somebody did us wrong or uh, somebody did this to me uh, or somebody did that to me. Oh, we all got a story to tell. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've got to make up our minds that even though we may have been a victim of something, we do not take on the victimhood mentality. Oh, hear what I'm trying to tell you. I'm going to tell you it's time to drive out victimhood out of our churches. We got to drive the victimhood mentality out of our churches. I, I don't. Oh. That's why people can't praise the Lord when they come to church because they've adopted a victimhood mentality. I'm, I might have had something bad happen to me, but I am not what I had happened to me. Y'all hear right, I'm saying. I'm plowing it up anyway. I am 
am not taking that on as my identity. Somebody better praise the Lord in here. I'm telling some of you in this house right now, it's time to shake off that victimhood mentality and make up your mind. I'm going to walk in victory. I feel a boldness coming up on me right now. I'm going to tell you all of this stuff. Now listen to me. The Bible says, in the, we, we've got to just, listen to me. I'm going to go back to it, but we've got to get out of this victimhood mentality. It's all through our society. It's all through our society. And then it comes in the church. It gets in the church. And we want people to wait on the table of our victimhood. And God said, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. See, God is not into the victimhood mentality. You want me to prove it to you? I'll prove it to you. God's not into the victimhood mentality. Yeah, he's not into that. I'll prove it to you. Because the Bible said, my brother, in John chapter number 5, Jesus came up to a man that had been sitting on the porch for 38 years. Sitting on the porch for 38 years. And looked at, and Jesus looked at him and said these words. Wilt thou be made whole? You see, Jesus gave him a choice. And when he went in, when he asked him that, the man that had been on the porch for 38 years went into his victimhood diatribe. Ah, well, I'm going to go on anyway. Went into his victimhood diatribe and said, well, I would, but for 37 other years, somebody got in front of me for 37 other years somebody talked about me for 37 uh oh for 37 other years somebody didn't like me and somebody talked about me and I, I didn't get what I wanted and Jesus looked at him and said I didn't ask you to go into your diatribe I want to know do you want to be made whole that's what I want to know want to do do you want to be made whole and that's what God's asking some of you in this building right now do you want to be made whole or do you want to keep talking about what happened to you do you want to be made whole or do you want to keep talking about who did you wrong and your parents didn't love you and this one walked out on you oh I got news for you I'm not trying to diminish any of that but what I am saying is there's an opportunity in this building right now to cast down the mentality of victimhood and step over into victory anybody want any victory in here right now I said anybody want any victory in here right now does anybody ready for some victory in here then you better get up out of your seat and you ought to tell God today I make a choice to be victorious I said you better get up and make a choice right now you gotta make up a choice right now you gotta cast that down Somebody better praise the Lord right now. 
when somebody comes up to me and tells me I'm a victim, I'm going to look at them right in the eyeballs and tell them I'm not a victim because I got a father that loved me when I was unlovable. He brought me out when I couldn't bring myself out. I said, he brought me out when I couldn't bring myself out. He gave me joy when there wasn't no joy to be had. He healed me when there wasn't no healing to be had. Now the Bible says, now this is in the Living Bible translation in the in the uh, in Acts chapter 6. The Bible said that there was rumblings when the church began to multiply, there was rumblings of discontent. Oh my Lord. There was rumblings of discontent. People had adopted, there was people that had adopted the victimhood mentality and they expected the ministry to stop what they were doing to, uh, in the word of God to wait on the table of the victim. Uh, hear what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, they wanted them to wait on the table of the victim. And the apostles said, we're not going to leave not the work of God, the word of God. Hear me. We're not going to leave the word of God to attend to the rumblings of discontentment. We're not going to listen, ladies and gentlemen. God did not call the apostolic church to be social justice warriors. Y'all ain't saying nothing, but that's all right. I know where I'm at. God did not call the apostolic church to be social justice warriors. We have been called to a kingdom. We have been called to operate in the kingdom. Not to chase down rumblings of discontent. It was the rumblings of discontent that produced a golden calf. It was the rumblings of discontent that produced a golden calf when they said, Lord, the, the, the Moses brought us out here to die. He ain't ever coming back. Where are the gods? Make us a god. Because believe it or not, you can make a God out of your own stubbornness and out of your own will. Oh, my. And so these rumblings of discontent, they, God, we've got people that are so worried about offending people. Now, you think I'm up here just being a jerk? I'm not. I, I'm not, now please, I don't mind you quote me, but don't misquote me. I'm not diminishing the fact that you've gone through some stuff in your life. Oh, well, I'm plowing up, I'm plowing it on through right now. I'm not, I'm not sitting here, standing here today telling you that what you uh, have gone through in your life is not, you know, has not have any merit. But what I am saying is, is that once you have gone, 
on, once you have been born again of the water and the spirit, there is a healing that comes to you, and you should be walking in that healing. You should not... I don't want to hear about your story if you're just going to talk about how bad you got it all the time. I need to hear about how he brought you out. I need to... me. I said, I need to hear how he brought you out, how you almost died in that thing. But if it had not been for the Lord that was on my side, I'd have died in that mess. I'd have died of that overdose. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. If God hadn't been on your side, you would have died in that mess. You would have killed yourself. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He brought me out. He brought me out. He brought me out. And I am an overcomer by the word of my testimony. Not from the mentality of victimhood. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you, is this okay? All right. Now, sis, I'm going to tell you, my, my bishop, my man of God, that, there ain't nobody like that man of God. To put up with me, he has to be spiritual. Praise the Lord. To put up with me, he has to be spiritual. Praise the Lord. I don't know how he's done it all these years. But, Lord, if he's blind, don't open his eyes. I say the same thing about my wife. My wife's put up with me for 26 years. Hallelujah. I told the Lord, I said, Lord, if she's blind, don't open her eyes. Whatever you do, keep her blinded. But, but he had some, hallelujah. And all the men in this house ought to say amen. Praise the Lord. Y'all wouldn't, some of y'all wouldn't even be married if God hadn't blinded your, your wife. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so my pastor, I, he, 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 the, he had some rumblings of discontent come up in the church because he had people mad and threatening to leave the church because, well, he didn't carve out time in his preaching. He didn't carve out time in his preaching to become a social justice warrior. Praise the Lord. He didn't carve time out in his, his message to become a social justice warrior. See, that's what, that's what the Bible was, that was the apostles, what they were saying. We're not going to leave the word of God to wait on the table of the victimhood mentality. He said, because when you do that, everything you preach is filtered through the lens of victimhood. But you ought to be thanking God that you have a man of God that in spite of inflation, he's preaching about provision. In spite of everything that's going on, you got a man of God that is not filtering that word through some, through some social issue. You got a man of God that is preaching truth in spite of who likes it and who doesn't like it. 
Now, now praise the Lord. I'm just going to tell you, and, and, and they, they sent word back that they was going to be leaving the church because the bishop didn't take and, and do and preach what he wanted them to preach and didn't pay attention to this and didn't pay attention to that. Listen to me. You cannot leave the word of God to promote a victimhood mentality. And the reason why is because the word lifts you up out of that. That's the only thing that will lift you up out of that. That's why you've got to get a hold of the word of God. You've got to fall in love with his word. You see, well, Brother Wade, what is the difference between a victim and a victimhood mentality? I'm glad you asked. Because I got the word for you. Are you ready? Give me 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 if you don't mind. I'm going to help you out with something here today. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse number 8. Watch. See the victimhood mentality reads the scripture like this. We are troubled on every side period. Well, I'm going to say that again. The victimhood mentality looks at the scripture and says, we're troubled on every side, period. We got all kinds of junk going on, period. We got all kinds of mess happening in our lives, period. But the victor mentality, those that have a victory mentality, this is how they read that scripture. We are troubled on every side, comma, but we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but we're not in despair I don't think you heard what I just said we're persecuted but we're not forsaken we're cast down but we're not destroyed oh yeah I've had some bad days but I got some victory and my good days are outweighing my bad oh I wish about the more of you would get on your feet and give God some praise about that No, somebody else ought to get on your feet and give God some praise in here. I'm not going to be here all day. I'm not going to be here all day, but we're plowing through something right now. We're plowing through something right now. I'm going to just tell you all something. I'm almost done. I'm going to tell you all something. Is this all right? hope I'm not. If, you, if you're offended, I'm sorry. You just have to, well, praise the Lord. I don't mean that rudely, but I'm going to tell you right now, all of these, all of our media outlets, all of our media outlets, did I say all, all, A-L-L, all, are promoting the victimhood mentality. Did I say all? I don't care if it's right, left, center, frontward, backwards, whatever outlet it is, all. You know, I'm going to tell you something, ma'am. All I got to do, if I want a big platform, if I want a big platform, all I have to do is, is really embellish and tell the story sad enough. Tell the story sad enough. And get, get, a, get a big enough audience to feel sorry for me. Well, praise the Lord.
praise the Lord. Get a big enough audience to feel sorry for me. And then, when I get a big enough platform to feel sorry for me, then I can, you ought to write a book. Praise the Lord. You ought to have a podcast. Y'all ain't saying that, but you know I'm telling the truth. You can't have no victory like that. You ought to have a podcast. You ought to have a blog. You ought to have a YouTube channel. Ooh, man, if you just went on Facebook Live and told about your and and told everybody about how bad your life has been. I can make millions off the victimhood mentality. Oh, man. Well, let me just tell you something. If that was the case, I could get up there and talk about how I've been victimized by little Debbie. <laughs> Think I'm kidding? I ain't. I could be talking about how I got victimized by little Debbie. I used to weigh over 600 pounds. And I'm going to tell you, I could be talking about how I got victimized by little Debbie. Sarah Lee victimized me. Sarah Lee come down there and made me eat her pumpkin pie and, and little Debbie made me eat her Swiss cake rolls. Y'all think I'm kidding but I ain't. I could go around talking about how Burger King victimized me by the Whopper. They made a Whopper. Had they not made a Whopper, I wouldn't have been 600 pounds. Well, praise the Lord. Y'all are sitting there laughing. You're cracking up. But that's exactly how dumb it sounds when we sit around. I'm going to tell you all a little secret right now. I'm going to tell you little Debbie didn't victimize me. I was the one that picked the little Debbie up. I put it right here in this mouth. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Some of you need to make up your mind right now. I'm not going to live that way the rest of my life. There are some things that I'm suffering because of my decisions. It ain't mama's fault. It ain't daddy's fault. It ain't aunt's fault. It's not uncle's fault. It's my flesh that got me in trouble. But I got a remedy for that flesh, and it's called an altar got a remedy for that flesh. You don't have to stay that way. It's called an altar. Oh, somebody better praise the Lord in this house right now. I said it's called an altar. And you bring yourself down to the altar. And you lay your flesh down on the altar. And you lay your mentality down on the altar. And you take on the mind of Christ. Yeah, can you imagine how dumb that would sound? I'm going to say it again. I got a remedy for that. Bring it down here to the altar. Bring it down here to the altar. And lay it down on the altar. Praise God. We got to change our mentality. We got to cast it down. Cast down imaginations. That's what that Bible says. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of stuff robbing me. Well, hallelujah. I'm tired of being stolen from. I'm tired of letting 
thoughts go through my mind and robbing me of my peace. Anybody else tired of that? I'm tired of that. I'm not sitting up in here. Thanksgiving. I ain't celebrating Thanksgiving no more because it victimized me. Now, y'all laughing, but that's the kind of mentality we have in our society. Oh, man. And if you don't line up to that, if you don't line up to people's pity party, they'll say you don't care. Well, then you're going to have to say Jesus don't care because when Jesus sees it, he says you're going to have to get delivered or we're going to have to do something else. Did you know people that have a victimhood mentality, 90% of them are disloyal? Did you know they're disloyal? And the reason I know that is because when you won't attend their, when you won't attend their victimhood anymore, they'll find somebody else that will. And they'll stab you in the back to do it. Praise the Lord. Some of you got people in your life that constantly drain you. Okay, I better not. I, I better get on with it. I'm going to tell you the reason why some of y'all can't advance is because you're too drained to advance. You got people in your life that you constantly wait on the table of their pity party. It's no wonder you can't go forward. Is this all right, Pastor? I'm, I, 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 know it's a little, I know it's a little tight, but we're breaking something up. We're breaking something up. Young Pearson, I, I'm going to tell you something right now. I'm going to tell the young people of this church, don't be letting the devil lie to you and tell you, well, you can't go forward because, well, you know, uh, this happened to you and that happened to you. Uh, oh, it may have been a setback, but it, for God's sake, ain't going to be the determining thing of my life. After God's done all he's done for us. And we have victory at our fingertips. There's people that'll go ahead. There's people that'll go ahead and they'll, they'll make an excuse for their golden calf. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Somebody said, not in my house. Not in my house. My grandmother, at eight years old, her father ran over her feet with a bunkboard wagon. My grandmother. Now, if you don't know what a bunkboard wagon is, just watch Little House on the Prairie, okay? <laughs> All right. That'll help you out. Ran over her feet at eight years old with a bunkboard wagon, loaded down. crushed her feet and then gangrene set in her feet and her own dad had to cut her toes off I don't think you're hearing what I'm saying had to cut her toes off and then and, and so she's going through life with two half feet
But my grandmother didn't know nothing about the victimhood mentality. My grandmother didn't know nothing about the victimhood mentality. My grandmother had 15 children. My mother is the baby of 15. Let that sink in. My grandmother was, my grandmother had 15 children. My mother was the baby of that 15. And my grandmother would get up and go to work and stand in the assembly line with a crutch under her arm. I'm saying. Stand in the assembly line with a crutch under her arm. And instead of going home crying in her Kool-Aid about her feet being cut off, she said, I'm not going to sit here and cry in my Kool-Aid. She said, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to get myself up. I'm going to go to the house of God. And I, if I got to walk to church, I'm going to be at the house of God. Oh, y'all ain't hearing Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. Y'all here. Some of us, we, we make up our mind. We're not going to go forward if, if we don't get what we want. If we didn't get the TV we wanted on Black Friday, we're just sitting there crying in our, our Kool-Aid. Listen to me. God is saying that junk has got to get cast out of my church. We cannot have that in our church. So, and so my grandmother, she moved in with us when I was a child. She moved in with us. My grandfather died of emphysema and heart failure. And my, my grandmother moved in with us. And uh, can I have a few more minutes and I'll be out your way. Hallelujah. And my grandmother moved into our house. And she had, we built this little house next to the main house there. And she, she stayed in there. And uh, she, was, she was a strong, independent woman. And she... Uh, wanted her own place. And I, I'd go over there sometimes, ma'am. I'd go over there. She had a diabetic ulcer on the bottom of her foot about the size of a half dollar. Let alone having two half feet. Now she's got a diabetic ulcer on the bottom of her foot and it won't heal. It's about the size of a half dollar. Never healed her whole, as long as I knew it never healed. And so I walked into that house, that little house over there, and it would be hot. You hear me? I'm telling you, it felt like a sauna in there. I'm like, Grandma, what's going on? I mean, it's summer outside. And she'd have it hot in that house. But every once in a while, every once in a while, uh, when Grandma was in pain, and Grandma wasn't feeling good, Every once in a while, I'd see Grandma throw them hands up. And she'd begin to praise the Lord and the Spirit of God. And Grandma, I, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm not no singer. Nobody wants to hear me sing. But, but Grandma, and she didn't call herself a singer either, but sometimes Grandma would break out with, she'd start singing one of these old songs. Now, some of y'all don't know what I'm going to talk about, but she would start singing some of these old songs. And, and, and one of these old songs she would start singing was, uh, one of these verses would be, sometimes, I wonder, sometimes folks wonder how I can smile. Even though I'm going through a trial, 
how can I have a song when everything is going wrong? But I don't worry and I don't fret because my God has never failed me yet. Troubles come from time to time, but that's all right. I'm not the worrying kind because I got confidence. My God's going to see me through. That didn't come from the base of a victim mentality. That came from an attitude that no matter what I'm dealing with, I'm going to have victory because victory is a choice. Stand to your feet and give the Lord some praise in here. I'm getting ready to close. I'm closing. Victory is a choice. Somebody shout, victory is a choice. Victory is a choice. Victory is a choice. Victory is a choice. I choose to have victory. I'm going to have it. I'm going to reach in and access it. Don't some of y'all know? Oh, some of y'all know we could sit, we could, we could all have victim impact statements. There are people standing next to you right this minute that has gone through all kinds of things. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just their car breaking down or, or they didn't get the promotion they wanted. I ain't talking about that. I'm not talking about that. I ain't talking about somebody lost their puppy. I feel the presence of God coming in here. I want you to lift your hands right now and ask the Lord to help us. Some of you need to literally put, put your hand up by your head and pull down the stronghold. Pull it down. Pull it down. Pull it down. Pull it down. You're too anointed to walk with that mentality. You're too called of God to walk with that. I'm going to say it again. You're too called of God to walk in that. You're too anointed to walk in that. I command that stronghold to come down in the name of Jesus. I command every, every adverse attitude that is adverse against victory. I curse that right now in the name of Jesus. I command it to come down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I, I, I'm not going to sit here. I, I, I'm, gonna put, I'm not putting a period where there should be a comma. I'm not going to say I'm persecuted, period. But no, I'm going to say I'm persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. 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 Trouble is going to come to everybody's house. Disappointment 
It's going to come. It's going to come. I feel the Holy Ghost moving in here in a powerful way. It's going to come. You're going to have tribulation. choice what to do with it right now you have a choice right now what you're going to do with it are you going to let it turn you into a victim or are you going to yield that to God 